To get rid of those pesky ads, request stories, listen to unlisted and bonus episodes, and to chat with the gang, support us by clicking the description link. I did. I do have to say, I was thinking about how life is kind of like milk, like how like there's like an expiration date, you know? Yeah. And I I think that like I don't know, I'm getting pretty close to like 31, like a Best Buy date. It's not necessarily. Oh best my buy. god! No, 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 no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. You're saying you have an expiration? No, date. I said I had a Best Buy date. And I think that 31 is it because it's getting close. Like, like the other day I bent down and my knees were like really bad and not just like the crepitus that you would hear, like, you know, like a normal Same aging with person. with me, dude. Like, is, you can't really get back, up. My back was like all locked up the other day. Like, it's tough. I think my best by date is 31 and it's getting close. I'm less than a month away. I'll remind you of every day from now on. Like, not an expiration date. That's different. Like, th- like a suggested use by date, a best by date. But, but like, for what? For like health. Like, I'm getting up like, there. Like, l- like, you don't think you're going to make it? Like, yeah, what? I don't know. Like, it was, it's been, it's been a rough, I don't know if maybe just the events of this past week have shrouded me in like negativity. But like it was, it's been bad. Like like my knees hurt ever since I went. I, I was in that car for that long trip. I was in the car for like twenty over twenty four hours. You need to get some too, compression man. stuff, some compression sleeves. I need to like get someone to make me exercise instead of me saying I'll do it and then like not Dude, do just, it. Just start slow. Go, like go for a walk. I know, right, and I, th- that sounds great. But then when I get to do it, I'm like, no, I think I'll nap instead. Well, this uh, is a shot. For Natasha, we're just going to skip over another request because uh, I think you need it, girl. Natasha, this one is for you and for your dad. Yeah. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. (sighs) Cheers, everyone. Cheers, Cheers, Natasha. Cheers Cheers. to your dad. That's the stuff. Was that uh, Wild Turkey or something? Jameson. That was, it was Crown Royal. I was looking for Jameson. I felt like we needed a good whiskey to honor. <sighs> What's that dad? SNL skit? To Bill Braxton. Bill Braxley. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I actually know that skit. Yes. Proud of you. Yeah. Uh, welcome to Talk Murder Me podcast. My name is John. I'm sitting here with Jen and Nicole. Tonight we're doing a terrible story. This is one that I found that, you know, Honestly, so our co-host Jen, she she decided to take like was like three months off. So I wanted to just punish her as much as I could. So I was gone for two weeks. <laughs> so- Actually, <laughs> felt like forever. I know. I'm sorry. Actually, one and a half because I did. I did. No, it was two. So tonight, well, no, two but- talk murders. Tonight we are doing a story that's not really too popular and it's very upsetting we've covered a couple stories like this before not popular and upsetting got it okay Uh, yeah we may have done one or two that are unpopular and upsetting i am also going to finish the lawrence singleton case that was for a good friend natasha she requested that i keep thinking lawrence fishburne the actor when you keep saying lawrence singleton and i don't know why i just associate fishburne with the name lawrence he's an actor yeah he's a matrix guy yeah Mm -hmm. all right so tonight we are starting we're starting at um, July 6, 2009, 351 Wayside Drive. Ooh, that sounds like a dangerous place to be. Has anybody heard of the Ati Sanchez case? No. And if you have, you can still have, you can still leave. <laughs> <laughs> but you won't be able to participate in the trivia. <laughs> 
Could That's you imagine right. if they had sound effects like on AOL Instant Messenger where we heard the door slam each time someone signed Oh my off. gosh. So this is where we're going. We're going to Tejas tonight, Texas, by San Antonio 351 Wayside Drive. This is the address where a 911 call comes in. Oh my God. hurt her child. Not even three weeks old. What did she do to him? She stabbed him (gasps) all over the bed. The sister says, I told you to come to me. And then Adi Sanchez said, quote, I tried, but I thought that you died. Yes. Where did she stab herself? In the heart and in the stomach, she says. No, no, I, Where did she I see, a, I see a stab wound in her, in her heart. Yes. Your sister? I'm looking at her right now. Yes. Oh. Okay. All right. They're on their way, okay? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 911 call comes in July 6, 2009, 351 Wayside Drive. This is 5 a.m. in the morning. There's obviously a Hispanic family. The mother's there. You hear in the background. Mm-hmm. Mama, calm down. The sister's the caller. And then the killer, which is the mother of the baby, three-week-old. July 6, 2009, three-week-old son Scott Wesley Buckholtz Sanchez. They called him Baby Scotty, so I'll call him Baby Scotty. Scotty doesn't know. Three weeks old. On 911 call, the 911 call comes in, quote, I didn't mean to do it. He told me to. Who told her to? The devil. The baby is dead. My sister had gone crazy last night hearing voices. She kept bringing me the baby. Adi Sanchez, the mother, 33, was charged with capital murder. And we're going to get... capital murder? Well, we're going to get into everything here in a second. I mean, at the end... To wrap this episode up, we're going to go back to the house and see exactly what happened. Yeah, I'd like to. I'm a little confused. But I'm just going to tell you right now that the ba- the baby was described as, quote, grossly mutilated mm. and found in the bedroom of her sister's home. This murder happened between 11, between 1.30 a.m. and 4.30 a.m. Officers arrived at 5 a.m. And from the police chief, William McManus, quote, she was hysterical, screaming, I killed my baby. I killed my baby. Adi Sanchez is the killer and the mother. Her and her sister took turns caring for the baby at night. She was living at the time very briefly with her sister. I believe it it was her mother's house. The mother's house is there. However, I did see in one report it said it could have been the sister's house. Either way, it was the mother, the sister. And A family then, member's and house. And then yeah. Adi was living there too with the three-week-old baby. Got but it. That was who was in the house. Okay. There was also two more 
more kids in the house from the sister, which we'll get to. But they, they're not in the background. But just okay. know that during the murder, there was two small other children in the house, a five and a seven-year-old. Okay. The crime was so disturbing, and we're going to get to the exact crime, so disturbing that the San Antonio Police Department provided counseling service for every officer that entered that home. Damn. It wasn't just stabbing the baby. We're going to get to what it was. Our good friend Natasha from Live Chat brought up something that you can ponder over. Postpartum psychosis. What's the difference between that and postpartum depression? Now let's talk about Adi Sanchez. Actually, let me show you a photo of her right quick. This is the the mother and the baby right here. Can you describe her? That's fucking sad, man. Look, I mean, oh I mean, my God. they're like, they're bonding. The baby was just born. Does it look like bed. she, does it look like she no, is she's, bonding? She, yeah. I mean, she's like holding, holding the baby's little hands, looking at the baby adoringly. Adi Sanchez was born 1976 to a large family. This is a Hispanic family. Most of the family members in her history has had a problem of mental health issues. So Natasha, I think, brought up postpartum psychosis. Mm -hmm. Did she explain what that was? Well, she was saying that you could experience whether that be um, bouts of psychosis or depression or OCD, but basically brought about after the birth of a child in a mother. Yeah. And that happens. And we're going to get to this because I went to this psychology, but that happens a lot. Yeah. Depression. Psychosis is different, though. Yeah. She grew up in a home with seven other relatives. It was crowded. And a lot of most, the paper said most of the family members have a history of mental health problems. She never knew her own father. The family always moved around when she was a child, three different states, at least 20 different homes. She just moved around a lot. All right, so this oh. is the photo of oh, her. Oh, look at the little baby. I know. Oh, and that, no, I mean, Scotty. This is a three-week-old baby when this happened, so this is a very current photo of when this happened. Does it look like, Jen, that the mother and the baby are bonding? Do you think it's a genuine bond? I mean, I know this, this is kind of a dumb question, but just wonder, I mean, you know. honestly... In that picture, she looks kind of suspicious of the baby, like paranoid of the baby. When she was five years old, now we're talking about the mother, Adi Sanchez, she started hearing voices, but according to her, they were, quote, good voices, end quote, five years old. So she was having auditory hallucinations. At five. These voices were really good to her. They were helping her out, helping her get through life. But eventually the voices became more and more negative. And in, it, in a Hispanic family, if she was born in the 70s. But yes, and the entire family thought that Adi Sanchez was the most level-headed child in the family. So you can tell, right? And she didn't disclose that she was hearing voices. She didn't tell her family that she was hearing voices? No. Okay, because I was going to say, if, especially for, um, I would say, for Hispanic family in the 70s, like Hispanic culture, I would say, is largely Christian, a lot of Catholics. And you usually, I would say, kind of lean more on the faith than going the mental health route. But also in the 70s, that wasn't a thing yet either. So she probably wasn't getting the help that she needed, especially if she didn't disclose any of this well, to at, anyone. At five years, and this, it made me think of this. Does anyone out there, has anyone seriously had a, an imaginary friend? Like, not just someone you're thinking of, like, oh, yeah, like you can kind of think about them, but actually seeing a friend, imagine imaginary friend or you had a child or something or knew a child that actually saw something that's scary yeah as fuck yeah that is really scary to me like you should not actually actually be able to conversate and see someone that is not there you know what that is ghosts oh jesus fuck 
Ghosts don't exist. Like, they do. Like, Schizophrenia? I don't know. Ghosts do exist, number one. Audie Sanchez was the most level-headed child in the family growing up, and she was the most, she was the smartest child of all the family. She had good enough grades to study after high school as a pharmacy technician. In 2003, she met her baby's daddy, Scott, and it was an incredibly dysfunctional relationship. Mm. Frequent breakups, may, maybe abuse. I didn't see any physical abuse in there, but the father, Scott W. Buckholtz. They met six years ago while they were both studying to be pharmacy assistants. Six years ago in 2009, meaning in 2003? Yes, got it. But the father, who is a diagnosed schizophrenic. Buckholtz? Yes. I don't know if he changed his attitude after, but at the time of this murder of his own son, he says the following, quote, she killed my son. She should burn in hell. Wow. She held him. She breastfed him. She did everything for him that was nice. She was a sweet person and I still love her, but she needs to pay the ultimate price for what she has done. She needs to be put to death for what she has done. The father, Scott Buckholtz, said that his baby mama suffered from postpartum depression, and she actually told him that she was schizophrenic one week before the murder. Wow. So what we're talking about here is two schizophrenics having a baby. Audie was undergoing psychiatric treatment, and before this, before the baby was born, before they even had, before they even knew that she was pregnant, yes, she was in a dysfunctional relationship, but she had been going for years to us to random psychiatric treatments and was even involuntarily put up in a, a treatment facility. What do you mean point. by random? Like she would have a breakdown, then they would put her. So she's been in and out of the mental health care yes, system. a lot before they even thought about having a baby. Now I'm, I'm not sticking up for her, but this episode i really want to i really want to drive the the home the fact that like natasha said postpartum psychosis right but now how in i know you said that they had a dysfunctional relationship yeah. but when i'm still laughing at the fact that he's just drinking out of this bottle um, <laughs> that was almost full when you brought it here so so they were in a dysfunctional relationship but after the baby was born were they like were they together was the father involved yeah yeah yeah. the father was involved so the father was involved and he knew that his his partner was suffering from postpartum depression like postpartum that was like the the last accent coming out from what i found out in the story most females suffer from postpartum depression at least some minor form of it at least but she mentioned because of the hormone changes in the body okay so but but he, he wasn't living with the family was he yes he was she actually just moved to her sister's home a few nights before not because anything he did but because but he wasn't with her the night that the murder happened no he wasn't with her okay but i don't know like i feel like he's the blame no no i'm not i'm not blaming anyone because you can't really you can't blame someone in, in an instance like this because you can't stop someone from killing someone especially if they're experiencing mental illness themselves and they're not in control of their actions i mean i think she should be held responsible somehow but Adi's aunt gloria sanchez said that she had been in and out of a psychiatric ward for many months now this is prior to the the baby even the news of the baby Adi had moved in with her parents one week earlier and she left the father on july 
July 20th, after she was hospitalized for depression. She was hospitalized for depression. She goes in there. She is schizophrenic. She tells them that she's hearing voices and stuff. May 2008, no, her mother, Manuela, calls the police and files a, a missing persons report because she goes to Austin with a friend. And what I read in the paper is her friend is, they go down to Austin for a girl's type of trip and her friend goes to get like manicures and stuff like that. Adi actually leaves. Oh, damn. From where her friend was and is found wandering around a, a small pharmacy. She had been there for four hours just looking at the drugs in a state that she doesn't even remember. She doesn't even remember being there. That pharmacy called the police and she was arrested for that. This arrested. is bef- This is before she even she was, was pregnant. Yeah, she was arrested because... Well, I mean, not arrested, but taken in. Because she's sitting there. She didn't even know where she's at. She's, oh, this is one of her involuntary... Yeah, this is one of the, the commi- uh, commitments. Okay. That, that, um, I was like, what crime did she commit? Okay, yeah. Okay, involuntary assignments to mental health facility. Got it. The day before the murder that happened was a Saturday. She takes the baby, baby Scotty, to the father's house. She had already moved into the sister's house, and she stormed out. When he had asked for a copy of the birth certificate, she storms out. She does this whole thing. He actually calls 911 because, quote, she drove away with the infant without properly restraining him in the car. Mental illness caused her to lose her job in the pharmacy. She was having erratic behavior. She, so she she lost her job in the pharmacy. Was she ever was she ever like convicted of of she stealing medication? No, 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 no. It wasn't. No, it wasn't that. It okay. was just erratic behavior. She wasn't arrested per se. She was taken in and then always treated into like protect, protective custody type thing. Yeah, and and treated in a mental facility. Okay. For example, when she was in Austin, wandering around the pharmacy for mm-hmm. four hours, mm-hmm. she really didn't know what she was doing. They took her. They arrested arrested her per se and then took her to the Austin State Hospital mental hospital where she spent 16 days there she was diagnosed as a schizophrenic so we know right now that she is a schizophrenic she was not taking her medications she was assigned to a an outpatient center for health care services in San Antonio she was diagnosed as a schizophrenic okay. this is one year before the murder okay in 2008 Budget cuts meant that she had to start paying for her own medication and treatment. I think the medication is like AC7 or something. It's, It's some AZ or something. That's the schizophrenic medication. She was required to pay for the medication. She doesn't make a lot of money, okay? You saw the house. They don't make a ton of money. She cannot afford that fucking medication. Soon after, she finds out she's pregnant by a father of another schizophrenic. The father father is schizophrenia. Yeah, okay, got it. Also schizophrenic. Let's talk about the postpartum psychosis, like Natasha said. Schizophrenia generally develops in men in their late teens and early 20s. Women usually develop it later in life, like 30s and and plus. Most mothers suffer from what they call postpartum blues. This isn't postpartum depression, but it's just kind of the... I don't feel very good. Well, I mean, you literally pushed a human out of you that was living in you for nine months. So, I mean. Yeah. Most mothers suffer from postpartum blues. One fifth suffer from depression, despair, no sleep. They don't eat. 
And in very rare cases, one out of 1,000 women, and go back to the Dina Schlosser case where she actually cut her arms off her baby. Mm-hmm. I think the episode title was Slice, Slice, Baby. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I remember we, we questioned whether we should go with that or not. Like, is that too far? Now, no. I, I dive I dive pretty deep into this postpartum psychosis. One out of 1,000. One in 1,000 women suffer from postpartum psychosis. Now, this, I looked this up specifically for this case. Postpartum psychosis is different from postpartum blues or postpartum right. depression, as it, it, it is a delusion that often involves religious symbols and a desire to harm their newborn. Now, this is according to a Richard Pesikoff, a psychiatry professor at Baylor College of Medicine. Quote, the most common part of postpartum psychosis is the delusional thinking. Often, but not always, it encompasses some type of religious thought, end quote. Hmm. Dr. Lucy Perrier, a Houston psychiatrist who testified in the Andrea Yates case, which we haven't done, but I uh, I did a blog post on it. She actually drowned her. Yeah, the five- bathtub bomb. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Quote, and this is what the doctor says, quote, the scary thing is that the delusions are usually about the baby. In all of the high profile cases, the thinking involves the baby. The mother had tried to kill the baby to protect it or God has spoken to the mother and there is a mission to kill the baby or sometimes the baby is the devil who needs to be gotten rid of to save the world, end quote. Mm. So if you go back to the Dina Schlosser case, what was that? She believed that her son, her baby was the devil and not specifically on that case the devil with uh, i think it was like a snake with multiple arms Mm -hmm. or something like that so she was she was trying to cut off the arms to kill the demon and the demon was her baby from what she thought she was mentally ill this is the same case one of these cases now this happens in one out of 1000 women that have babies this is something to definitely think about because that's not a lot of women have baby I mean, how many people have babies a day you know probably over a thousand a lot. exactly right so this is this is actually pretty scary on july 20th Adi moved out of her home and checked herself into a hospital she was hearing voices she left the hospital they they discharged her they didn't let her stay the only thing that sh- they gave her was a, a flyer for depression and anxiety she uh. goes in and says she's she goes into the hospital says she's hearing voices i'm a mother i'm hearing voices you may have depression and anxiety take this flyer Uh, wow she she takes the baby to her mother's home the father tries to call daily to get the baby back quote we were all trying to get her to come back says the father's good friend best friend matthew mayer quote she wouldn't answer the phone end quote i'm wondering and i'm sorry to interrupt but i'm wondering if the place that she went to when they gave her the flyer if it was out of network or a different hospital branch of what she normally went to or had been to in the past especially if she had been previously diagnosed with schizophrenia because that should have been available in her medical history especially in 2009 yeah but the medical histories they don't link up there's that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying like okay so for example if I hear me out. All right. So if I, my doctors are at, you know, this hospital. So let's say, all right, they know that I have X, Y, and Z. If we're, if I'm having an emergency, you have X, Y, and Z. Yes. Fucking gross. So if, if I am in, if I am in a state of emergency and I can't make it to the hospital that I normally go to, like, for example, what happened to me this past week, Like, they're not going to know that I have X, Y, and Z because they don't have access to my medical files. So I'm wondering if that's why maybe they kind of just, like, 
brushed her off and were like, you might have anxiety and depression because if it was something that I like, she went into the same network. Yeah, but she's where they, saying she's hearing voices. That's what I'm saying is that like she, if they don't have access, to, like, all right, number one, yes, they should have investigated that further. I'm not saying that. But, but, and but, she's a, a newborn or a new mo- mother of a three-week-old baby. Right. So they should have investigated it further, but they didn't have the information available to them either. Is yeah. what I'm saying. If, uh, that's what I'm asking if it, if it was the same place. Because if it was the same place, there's no excuse because right. they have the access to that information. But if it was something in a different healthcare system, they may not have en- had that information and they should have investigated it further is what I'm saying. Let's go back to the night. The night it happened. Let's see what happened. Let's see how she killed her baby. Let's see what happened. See if this was just mother trying to get rid of her baby or if this was something else. So we're going back to the night and this is really graphic. Sorry, I didn't cut you off, did I? I'm kind of drunk. No, no, I was pretty much done. So if you want to read this, Nikwiza. A tiny decapitated corpse lay on the bed, its skull cracked open and brain matter spilling out. Three of the baby's toes were missing, apparently chewed off. As if that were not bad enough, the skin of the child's face had been ripped away. It looked as though he'd been attacked by a wild animal. That's kind of fucked. Wow. Well, no matter, no wonder the sister was just going to be like, she hurt the baby. And that 911 call. And oh, like, yeah. How do you explain that? Like, oh, she cut the baby's head off, ate his toes, and, and ripped his face off? That's too much to explain in a 911 call. July 25th, she shows up at her baby daddy's home that she shared with her mother, Kathleen. Audie was erratic and thought Kathleen, the mother, her stepmother, was trying to steal her baby and breastfeed him. You remember the voices that were telling Audie when she was five years old to do the the right thing and they were good voices and they were helping her out these voices became negative and negative over the years started telling her that her own mother her own mother gloria was the killer of john f kennedy and marilyn monroe her mother own mother killed both jfk and marilyn monroe they also said that her baby was about to cause the apocalypse and was the antichrist mm. Audie chewed off three of her infant's toes like and then carrots and then conceded to eat parts of the brain. Oh, no. I don't like that. The murder weapon found at the scene was one knife and two swords. They had samurai swords at the apartment. It's crazy. The voices told me to eat his insides, she said. I was a harlot because I had committed adultery. There was a demon in my stomach and it would only come out if I ate Scotty. This had to be done by five in the morning. After that, Scotty would evolve and he would no longer be possessed. So in these cases where they kill the mother, where the mother kills the baby, they're actually killing the baby to to help the baby not become possessed. And this happened in the other case too, exactly the same. She was just trying to cut off the multiple arms of the baby, not trying to kill the baby, just trying to cut the demon's arms off from keeping spawning out of the baby. It's delusion. It's it's um it's a trickery of the mind. It's a mental illness. You know, tormented by these voices, Adi had gone to the kitchen and fetched a large knife while eating her the baby's flesh, the flesh off his face and the baby's brain matter. Quote, she gagged and threw up, but the voices told her to continue eating. That's fucked. Jen, you're, are you still with us? So obviously, what do you think the sentence was? I mean, can you imagine? All right. So I said that the San Antonio Police Department had to offer offer counseling for every officer that went in there. Can you imagine seeing that? I mean, what 
th there's a decapitated baby corpse with no face and his toes are missing. How do you how do you cope with that going through the rest of your life? Like how do you go home? Hey honey, yeah, what's for dinner? Oh yeah, you know, it's just one of those days, I guess. MDMA. How do you cope with that for the rest of your life? MDMA. What you saw, like, and these stories right here, just like as as I remember the three guys in one hammer, even the, the most prolific horror writers, the, the best of the best in the biz can't write something like this. This is, it's too traumatic. They rely on jump scares and stuff like that. This is just trauma. This is just, it's just another world to see something like this. A cop seeing this new on the force. I mean, how do you, how do you cope with that? But what do you do? You can't, the system is set up. Thankfully, in my opinion, to not punish, not punish the people that actually could not help it. She was psychotic. She thought her baby was about to cause the apocalypse. She did what she thought she would do. And in her mind, she was the hero. You understand that? How do you punish someone for being a hero? You can't. I wonder if that's, I mean, like her sister must have had some understanding of the fact that she was in a psychotic state because in the 911 call, she was saying, I killed my baby. And the sister was like, "The ba no one's dead. No one's dead. You guys remember that part? Yeah. So hmm. the, as you remember, the they were taking shifts with the baby. Audie's shift started from like 1.30 p.m. until like 2. So the baby was dead for an hour or two before she even noticed. The sister actually saw Audie sitting on the couch, like just, you know, in a daze. But why did she stab herself then if if she like was she, well, that part uh, of the voices as well? No, that's a really good question. She actually did not stab herself. There there were self-inflicted like when you stab, she was in such a frenzy that uh -huh. it, it cut her. Oh. She didn't stab herself per se. Okay. She thought she did. Okay. No one believes that she did this to murder her son. They believe that this was one of those cases. There's been cases like this. The Dina Schlosser case is a prime example. I mean, it was the same thing. And it's crazy. The psychology, it always, it always revolves around religious connotations, religious symbols. Well, you the, see The baby it. is the apocalypse, the antichrist. There's, you know, I got to cut off the serpent's head. In fact, there's a, a case going on right now. This veteran, PTSD, he was an infantry guy. He is, he tried to kill Joe Biden, the oh, president. Oh, yes. And he called his sister beforehand and was like, I'm going to go kill the president. And then he got Yeah. Arrested. Obviously, he was psychotic or something but there's always what i'm trying to say is there's always a religious there's always a religious aspect to it which is worth pondering i think but it's yeah. interesting too because it's not like this only happens in the human world like in like there are animals i mean like mothers are so nurturing to their young but there is always an example where like there's an example of a mother eating her babies or being aggressive towards her babies when even if it's not her first litter if it's like her second litter or something like that where she goes after one of them so it's not something it, it, it's interesting to kind of see the like the the brain activity if you think about it because it's not exclusive to humans mm. so you can't actually hold her accountable well i mean i, I would i would want her to to receive some help before anything. But what's different between this and the guy that stabbed those five kids? Because you were saying that guy should stay in a mental hospital for his entire life. That's, it's not different. I said I would want her to receive some help. But she should be out, right? That's not what I said. I said oh. I, would, I would want her to receive some help to make sure that she's stable and is... 
It's the same kind of. It's the same. It's the same connotation. Like if someone is going under, uh, it, it has a, a, a bout of psychosis, and you can't you can't control psychosis. Yeah. Especially postpartum psychosis, because that's more Im- unpredictable. But she did have a diagnosis of schizophrenia before too, mm-hmm. which is different than the last case talked about. Yeah. So, what do you guys think of that story? Crazy, right? Very sad. So she was found not criminally responsible, obviously because of her mental condition. But so is she in a mental health facility? Mm-hmm, yeah, I think I, I don't know if she'll be out anytime soon. But from the last I've seen, that she is still she's still somewhere getting treated so i don't know probably the best for her i mean sad man like we've done one of these cases before fucking terrible Mm. i don't know why i fucking did that case definitely not a good drinking case it just made you drink yeah did it well i don't know you drank Uh, we'll just say that we did we did all right hope you guys like that until next time good night you lovely lovely people